0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host and or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of the host and or Paranormal Buzz Radio and or its sponsors. Use of any material produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is prohibited. Paranormal Buzz Radio will not be held responsible for you holding your knees, crying and rocking in a corner in a puddle of your own urine, or being beheaded by a group of children in a cornfield. In fact, if you come across a group of children in a cornfield, we promise to make fun of you as you run away screaming in terror. Listener discretion is advised.
1: You are now entering the all consuming realm of Shay's Paranormal Chat, where the things that are better left unsaid are actually said.
2: Shut up and sit down.
1: You're listening to Shay's Paranormal Chat. Paranormal podcasting done Shay's way. Tons of fun. Dude,
0: seriously?
1: A bit sarcastic.
0: Hashtag investigator,
1: not hunter. But always real.
0: Hashtag data, not evidence.
1: Don't get your panties in a twist. Oh
0: my God, really?
1: This is real, raw conversation. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show.
0: TGIF, everybody. How's everybody's Friday going? We are excited to be on tonight after last week's no show, thanks to the weather.
2: Kelly, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Doing good. Living Sammy. the dream? Um, I'm living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, things are going pretty good right now. Um, I'll have to send you pictures of my house, or I'll post them for everybody. Um, but we're getting our house recited right now, and it's so pretty.
0: Yay. That's awesome. Um, very excited. Tonight, as everybody knows... We have Daryl Marston with us. Woo-hoo! How you
1: doing? Hey, what's up, guys? How you making out? We're doing good.
0: Um, I'm happy this finally worked out. Been working on this for a little while now.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be on here, and I can't wait to get to the questions and uh, talk ghost hunters and paranormal and all that good stuff.
0: Yes, it's going to be fun. Um, So I have this little game that I'm trying to remember to do at the beginning of the show now instead of the end because what it is is the five or six questions that always get asked in every single show. I just put them in a list, and I'm going to give you two words, and you choose which one is most likely your go-to out of the two. There's no absolutes. It's pretty easy. Um, And I would say there's no right or wrong answer, but... You never know. So, all right, you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's this just this.
0: saves us time because this is; these are asked in every single show, so. All right. All right. Paranormal <laughs> investigator or ghost hunter?
1: Paranormal investigator.
0: Data or evidence?
1: Uh, I would say data.
0: Provoking or no way?
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Residential or commercial?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I, I say commercial.
0: Orb or just dust? <laughs>
1: <It's> in dust. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Recorder or video?
1: I'm, I'm very visual, so I have to say video.
0: All right, last one. Yeah. Demon or a grumpy spirit.
1: Yeah, grumpy spirit. Definitely.
0: See? Ding, ding, ding. So you got them all right.
2: Yeah. Those were good answers. We'll go ahead and finish the rest of the show with you now. Yeah. Am I done? Did I go now? Yeah. No, no. If you answer wrong, we end the show That's right it. there. Just no. boop, done, you're out.
1: <laughs> <coughs> no worries.
0: Uh, it just saves a lot of time, and it makes it a little funner.
1: Yeah, that was, that was actually fun. I've never done that before. Yeah, pe- there.
0: People get nervous, there, though. They're like, what? What?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I, I don't get nervous that easy, but that was fun. <laughs> that was actually fun.
0: Um, I'm going to give a few shout-outs to the first people in chat so far. We have Darren. We have Mama Deb. <coughs> we have Matt. And I think that's everybody so far, so... Um, if I missed you, Kelly will make up for it later, guys.
2: <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Okay. Oh, I know.
0: Um, so let's get the first question that I know will be popping up here in chat. How did you get into the paranormal?
1: Oh, God, man. I told this story. I feel like I tell this story every night now. Um, <sighs> it was actually, a lot of people don't realize I actually got paranormal by a complete accident. Uh, it wasn't something I just. Uh, I ever thought about doing. Uh what to you. I mean, I grew up as a child in a haunted house, but I was too young to remember it. I was when we moved out of there, I think I was like six and I would I just remember the stories that my parents would talk, tell me and my grandparents would tell me as when I was growing up. So I was always interested in it. You know, I used to watch all of the, the shows back in the nineties the and stuff. And in the early two thousands while the shows started coming out, I started watching a little bit on the, you know, like Ghost Hunters and some of the other ones. And in 2005, I actually got invited to an investigation. It was around Halloween. It was like a Halloween-type thing. Like a local team was doing it at Fort Delaware. And it was only like two and a half, three hours. And so, yeah, I, yeah whatever, I'll go. And it, my, it was my mom, myself, my stepsister, and we all went. And we got there. There's literally like 100 people there. And trying to find out they were doing a historical tour or a paranormal tour. And... Back in 2005, 2006, you got to remember paranormal wasn't as big as it is now. And a lot of people kind of like still kind of like veered away from it. And so they asked, Hey, who wants to go on historical tour? Raise your hand. And literally 95% of the room raised their hand. hand. And who wants to go into paranormal tour? And it was like five of us. It was three of us and a couple that came that we didn't know. And this little old guy stands up and he said, I'm the the paranormal investigator. I'll take you, So he takes us through fort delaware and if you've ever been to fort delaware it's huge um, it was actually on the uh, the original ghost hunters a couple of times and uh, and i saw we were down in the uh, in the uh, the casemate and i actually saw the first time I ever went on an investigation i had the body apparition standing there staring at me i didn't say anything to anybody i thought they would think i was crazy and i'll never forget it it was from like the shoulders up the head and it was a a man um got shoulder length real scraggly hair and a really scraggly dirty beard with like debris and like leaves and stuff and he just disappeared he was there for about eight or ten seconds and just disappeared and i didn't tell anybody and i didn't tell anybody for a few years after that but when i left there that night i knew i wanted to do this in some aspect so i started doing local stuff i didn't know anything about the equipment or how to investigate. I knew nothing about that. I learned all on my own. And uh, I met my wife. You know, we started dating, and she was kind of into it. And um, we started doing it, and doing places, local places. And then um, 2011, I started my own paranormal team called Breaking Paranormal. And we actually traveled down the East Coast, you know, up to, like, New York, New England, all down, always Ohio, Kentucky, name it. And we did a lot of investigating. Yeah, you know, we were going like once a month, maybe twice a month, spending a lot of money, our own money, you know, dime. And I got to, after a couple of years, I was like, "Man, I, we got to slow down." You know, we're just blowing money like crazy. You know, so I said, "How can I stay in touch with the paranormal and not have to investigate every month?" And that's when I started getting to podcasts and live streams. <clears throat> so I started out on YouTube for about a year, and it. it, it it was very slow and it grew a little bit, and then I went to like a podcast type setting, like the, like you guys are doing, where it was you know all audio, and then um, did that for about seven or eight months, and I was like, ah, yeah, I want to try, I want to go, I want to live stream, I want a video, so I knew about Paranormal Warehouse, and I reached out to those guys, played phone tag a little bit, and they liked my show, and they brought me on the American Ghost Hunter Show, is what you know it's called. It's still right. on to this day. And uh, it it blew up, did really good. And then next thing I know, I'm I'm getting called by ghost hunters to do the reboot, and been doing that ever since. And (laughs) now I'm co-owner of Paranormal Warehouse as well.
2: That's very cool. Yeah, 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 uh, quite the rock. Well, and it's so easy. I mean, I'm listening to you tell your story and thinking it's so easy to drop a salary on paranormal investigating. So.
1: right yeah uh yeah you you get your name out there that's good people are are spending their mortgage payments on investigating you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy yeah it's crazy it gets addictive especially when you're doing those those big locations that you know you always wanted to go to and then you're like yeah okay two hundred dollars I can make it work, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll but, figure it out, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do something. I, I can work overtime or whatever, make it up. But uh, yeah, so it got to the point where I was just like, you know, I, I got to slow down and maybe do one investigation every two months instead of every twice a month, you know. And that's why I, and I really got into live streaming, and I loved it. And I got to the point I was doing – I started out doing a show a week, and then it started out to be two shows a week and four shows a week. And then I was doing live investigations, having other shows come on and investigate why I'm streaming them. And it just grew and blew up. And that's you know, that's one of the reasons I got called by Ghost Hunters. They saw some of my work. Um, Pilgrim Media did. And uh, next thing I knew, I'm flying out to L.A. and signing contracts, and, and I'm part of the new show.
0: Um, we have some questions already coming in. But while you're talking about um, joining Ghost Hunters, um, honestly, I'm behind. I just finished season one. I don't have a lot of time. I'm very busy. But for me to watch a whole season of any paranormal show, let me tell you, that means I respect you because I'm not oh, a par- I'm not a paranormal TV. You can ask anybody, but I've always said, you know, before you guys even started back up, that the only show I really really liked was the original Ghost Hunters, and this one's yeah. just as good.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Well, you, you haven't seen season two yet.
0: No, I haven't.
1: Uh, it's a whole different animal. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: it's season one was a lot like the old show. With the, it, we were kind of like, and I say this to a lot of people. Um, I try to explain it to them the difference. We were kind of following the blueprint of the old show. Right. And it was a little stale and a little outdated. So we wanted to amp it up. So season two came around. We had like a two week break between season one, and season two. And we we're like, all right, look, we want to do this a little bit differently. Um, Grant wanted to step back anyway and become more of the producer. And we wanted to do the invest more of the investigating. So we're like, all right, so we want to amp it up. We want to you know, change it up a little bit and change up you know, the dynamic of the show. And, okay, and L.A. was like, okay, cool. We like what we're hearing. But if you're going to do that, we're going to put you in the most remote places that we can find in the United States. And that's what they did. They put us in places that have never been seen on TV before uh, that take sometimes days to get to. Um, the only one that's ever been on TV before was it's Waverly, which is next week. Right. Um, and no reason we went back to Waverly because the owner Tina, you know, had some new stuff happening there. She wanted some answers for, and uh, she wanted the new team to come in and see, you know, get their spin on it. And uh, I just watched the episode yesterday. I was blown away by it. And, uh, yeah, I... I can't wait till everybody sees it. it's amazing. But uh, these locations—if you haven't seen season two yet—oh my god! It's, oh, I will. It's, it's the scenery. It's amazing the way it's shot, it's shot. Like each episode, shot like a movie, like a Netflix movie. It's really wild. Wow!
2: I can't wait. Oh, and yeah. I think there's some value though getting into the places that haven't been quite so commercialized. I mean, when you go into a place like Waverly, for example, not saying that you're not going to get unique experiences every time but you kind of have an idea of what to expect there but when you're going into a new location something that hasn't been out on tv all the time or even investigated a lot it's like virgin ground and that's
1: yeah. that's sometimes when you get your
2: best experiences so well, yeah
1: i mean um that's you're exactly right 100 right because uh Yeah, Waverly, the cool thing about Waverly, uh, we actually put a different spin on it, and we got some, we got, we caught some of the old evidence, but we also got some new evidence that people are going to see, they're going to be like, oh, wow, okay, and, but these places we went to, and the new equipment we brought, because we're not using equipment that's ever been used in the paranormal before, like the uh, EMCCD camera, uh, which a lot of people don't realize the the EMCCD camera has been around for 30 years. It's been used by the military, by NASA, and by the scientific field to capture photon events, single photon events. And we were able to get our hands on one uh, thanks to Brandon. He had a a scientist that had one, and the scientists that – these scientists are interested in the paranormal. And they're like, okay, so we're going to give you this camera, and we want you to go out and see what you can find with it on Ghost Hunters. And I tell you what, the evidence we capture is mind-blowing, Um, and it's, it's stuff that, you know, I've been doing this for 15, 16 years, but I, I still can't wrap my head around it. Nice.
0: Mm. Wow. I can't (coughs) wait. Um, speaking of equipment, let's ask, I want to ask one of Darren's questions here, because he's got a bunch. Um, what is your favorite piece of equipment currently?
1: Um, I'm a big, uh, Believer in the EMCCD camera, and body cams. Uh, we use body cam from the show, and if anybody watched my uh, investigation in Alaska, they saw what I captured on my body cam, and thank God I had it on, because if I didn't have it on, it would just have been a personal experience. Right. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people on here listening that saw the Alaska episode where I caught a full-body apparition coming down the hallway at me, and you could hear it charging me, uh, and we actually got some EVPs at the same time from it, and the body cam actually captured it. That's nice. Yeah,
0: I did not see that. I'll have to go find it.
1: Yeah, you—you uh, you, you wouldn't be—you're dis- not going to be disappointed in any episode in season two. Yeah. Believe me, they're all as e- as evenly uh, matched and as exciting as the next one. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait.
2: So, so I'm going to ask a question because I, I'm one of those technical nerd newbie people. So, you've mentioned the EMCCD camera.
1: Um, what does it really do? I mean, it
2: measures. I, 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 it's one piece I'm not super familiar with.
1: Well, yeah, well, no one is honestly uh, because it's it's like I said, it's it's been used in the military and NASA have been using it for thirty or forty years now. It what it does is it measures photon events, single photon events. And so what you're doing is you're taking this camera that can actually capture photons, well, which you can't see with the naked eye. And you know, sometimes they're all, they're all around us, and we're having apparitions that are coming in as photons on our camera. They're, you're not seeing them on the IR camera. You're not seeing them on the thermal camera. You're not seeing them on body cams. You're only seeing them on the electron-multiplying camera, which is mm-hmm. insane, uh, because it's like almost looking into another dimension. And uh, it's really wild. You'll you'll see one um, that we call, in a, a place called Fort Stanton, which is uh, in New Mexico, where you see an apparition actually come out of a wall and look down the hallway at us and pop back into the wall on the EMCC. Day. And uh, that type of stuff is just, when you capture that, you just you can't wrap your head around it. You're like, right. Yeah, and especially when you have you have other cameras in the room at the same time, IR cameras, body cams, the camera crew who are, who are with us, you know, our, our camera guy, and nobody else is capturing this, and you're not seeing it with the with your visual eye, and you then you're cap you're looking at the screen on the MCCD, and you're cap you're seeing it in real time. You're really. like, what the hell? Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's an amazing. That sounds awesome. I respect, yeah. that
0: does sound awesome. That really does.
2: I'll just hit up NASA, see if I can get one. It'll be fine. Uh,
0: excuse me. Hello, NASA. <laughs> can I can I borrow? I'm sure, for us, Kelly, they would. I'm sure.
2: And well, I yeah. talk to them every once in a while, so, I mean, I should be yeah. able to just say, by the way, can I just have one of these, just please? please.
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's one of the biggest questions. The biggest two questions we get uh, in Season 2 are, I always get the question, everybody, I get... I get text messages on uh, Messenger and all over social media every day asking me what's the serial number on the body cam I wear because supposedly my body cam is the only one can capture anything. Uh, <laughs> and um, what? Where can you get EMCCD camera? And my question for the my well yeah my answer for the uh, EMCCD camera is you really can't. They're kind of made to order. Uh, so, when these companies, like, you yeah, know, when certain scientists order them, or there's only like one or two companies in the entire world that makes them. And when you order it, I mean, you're talking the new ones are upwards of $60,000. Oh,
0: no uh, problem.
1: Yeah. yeah I seen, got
0: that in my pocket.
1: Oof. Yeah, we actually seen a used one for like $9,000. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's, I suppose, it, I hear there's blueprints out there, people are selling. Uh to make them. I don't know how, uh yeah, I don't know how legit that is, but, you know, who knows.
0: How, what's your, okay, what's your favorite piece of equipment that everyday people can get? How about that?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, body cams, they're not that He's starting, he's bo- starting
0: up a team, so, he, that's why he's asking.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, 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 what was his name? Sorry. Darren.
2: Daryl, or Darren, sorry. Darren. You're Daryl, yeah. he's Darren.
1: <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> Yeah, Darren. I mean, if you're starting up a team, um, you can get body cams re- relatively cheap off of Amazon. They're not quite the ones I use. Uh, the one I use is, is probably around three hundred fifty to four hundred dollars, maybe a little bit more. But sh- I've seen them on uh, Amazon for like two something. Uh, you want to probably, if you're just starting out, man, and you've never done this before, you're trying to save money. Um, if you can, if you can afford an EBI Plus. Uh, They're like $210. It's it's basically a multi-functioning tool. It has – it's basically like every piece of paranormal equipment in one little box. I have one of those
0: coming in the mail.
1: Yeah, EDI Plus are big. We bought them one last season, and it's funny because we watched – like we were looking at the the prices, and somebody actually posted the the price changes of our equipment ever since we started using it online – like yeah. all the prices that went up.
0: I could tell and, you I paid more than that for mine.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's sad because I think the when we first got them back in season one, it was like toward the beginning of season one. I think we were like three or four episodes in when we got them. And um, they're around $210 maybe, 200 And I've seen them upwards of $400 on some sites. But I tell you what, it's such an amazing piece of equipment because it, it measures temperature increase, temperature decrease, pressure changes, humidity, um, vibration, which is the, uh, you know, and what else? Um, something else it measures too. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But it, it's it's basically all oh, EMF. It's EMF, bo- temperature, yeah.
2: vibrations. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. yeah.
1: It's this one box that does all that. It's so well insulated. You could actually put a cell phone or a walkie-talkie next to it and and tune it, and it will not go off. It's not like an A2 or a REM pod where, you know, if somebody gets a text message, the REM pod will go off. Or a walkie-talkie will set a REM pod off from, you know, two floors away. Uh, It's such a great piece of equipment, and I always, I recommend everybody, if you can afford one, get one. It's funny because I went to an event in Virginia back in January. Uh, It was an event they were doing, you know, I was I go there, I sign autographs and I do it you know an investigation of everybody, I show up and I'm thinking people are gonna have you know K2s and stuff. This whole team showed up with EDIs. I was so <laughs> impressed. <laughs> it's like this is great. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean if you can afford an EDI, if not, you definitely get a, a good audio recorder. I always I always uh, suggest anything made by Zoom. Uh, Zoom recorders are amazing. Even the Zoom ones, the originals, you could probably get them for like ninety to hundred bucks. Uh, I have a Zoom Six that I actually use on the show, um, which is around four hundred dollars. But that's it's my personal one; I use it for everything. Uh, you have um, what else can you get?
0: Uh, you guys use tri-field meters, right?
1: We have the we were using the old tri-field meters, but the problem with the old ones are, and we found out they're not well insulated. Uh, so if there's any any false positive. We kind of roll it out, and we get rid of it. Um, yeah, so we went with the new ones, the new Tri-Field, which is, um, it's digital, and it's really well-shielded. We, we tested it with walkie-talkies and phones, and it doesn't set it off. Uh, so we kind of, like, toward the end of season two, we started getting them and starting implementing implementing them. But yeah, you know, the the um, EDI plus it it pretty much takes the place of the tri field anyway.
0: Yeah. I um I ha- I have one finally, it, but I haven't had a chance to use it because we've been at stay at home water.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I um. I'm waiting to try. We have so many <laughs> questions. I'm not ignoring the questions, guys. Uh, a few more shout-outs here while we have a uh, we'll let we'll let Daryl breathe for a second. Um, we have, uh, Cam has joined us, Fred have joined us, Be- Eye of the Beholder, Matt's in there, I'm not sure if I said that earlier, and I just like throwing them out as I see them because sometimes we get so busy.
2: Let's see, where's my questions? Do you have a question? So I was, I, uh, I was just going to go back and ask a okay. couple, um, so, you, you've been all over now, the U.S., investigating, and do you have, like, certain areas of the country that you feel are more haunted than others?
1: I like, be honest with you, I, I was, I, I've been used, so used to going the East Coast for so many years. It was such a pleasure to go out West, like, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, you know, more in the South, um, California, Alaska. Uh I like it out there. I just like that history, uh, like the the old west type stuff that we investigate out there. Um, I don't see. I, I see. It's weird because I see different kinds of hauntings where we go, depending on where we're at. Yeah, uh, you know, like down south, we did a lot of stuff down south in season one, uh, like Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, and it seems like down there. Uh, it's the more the, the traditional, you know, the lady in white. Right. Red, gray. Um, you know, who's mourning the death of, you know, her husband and children who died from, you know, Spanish flu or during the civil war or whatever. And you see a lot of that down there. Uh, when you go out west, like, you know, out to like Arizona and New Mexico, there's a lot more Native American, um, a lot more of like the People were, you know, killed, gunned down in the streets and or stabbed to death in a, a saloon fight. And it's really interesting to see that. And then you have, like, you know, the different kinds of uh, people explaining what they're seeing. You know, out west, you see they explain a lot of the shadow figures as more of like a a smoke or a uh, like a steam when they see them. And, you know, like we're down south and out here on the east coast, you, see, you hear a lot about more. About the shadow anomalies and things of that nature. So, yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, Alaska was a whole nother ballgame. I mean, everything in Alaska It was crazy. Um, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was just amazing. Just going there it was it was such it was such it was such a trek to just get there. A lot of moving parts because I mean, people don't realize. Okay, they see the six of us, but they don't realize we have twenty other people who are with us as right. well. Crew and producers and. And there's a lot to get there. And, um, yeah, that was quite the ordeal just getting to work. because, I mean, we had to fly to Alaska, and then we had to take a four-hour boat ride to the location, which was an outpost that mm-hmm. was actually where you go to get to that across. There's a canal that takes you out to the ocean. and takes you to this outpost. Well, they closed the, that part of the canal down for from January to March or April, because the weather's so bad you're not supposed to be out there, so we had to charter our own ship, and that was pretty treacherous, um, especially trying to get back but um yeah that that, that was a whole was a whole beast, but it was so worth everything we caught out there, and um, it was just amazing amazing just being there
0: I've so, known quite oh. a few people that have lived there and or visited, and uh, I hear that so.
1: Yeah. 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 Just the wildlife alone. I mean, we were, it, it, we've encountered so many different types of wildlife filming this show. We were in Alaska and we were filming it's like maybe one or two o'clock in the morning. We're out in the street. It's just pouring down snow. And all of a sudden, a full size bull moose walks right through our production. With oh a, my gosh. With a calf. And <laughs> just walking down the middle of the street. It was so wild.
0: Like um, nothing.
1: This thing, like, hi guys. This thing weighed, yeah, this thing probably weighed fifteen hundred pounds and was about eight foot tall. It was, just, it was huge. So, it's not yeah, terrifying at all. Yeah, no, you 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 want to get out of the way of them because they're dangerous.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. especially yeah. when they have a baby.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we kind of got we kind of all stepped out of the way and waited for it to, but it it yeah we didn't bother it so whatever so it just it just kept walking.
2: Crazy. Ah. The experiences, it's got to be crazy.
0: That is my biggest fear, though, of investigations, is running into straight people or straight animals.
1: Yeah, we've done both. Yeah. 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 You'll watch, uh, when you watch season two, you'll see the first episode, which was um, Clifton, Arizona, where we had a run in with not just the uh, paranormal, but the some of the town folk. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's quite the episode.
0: I'm going to get to it. I literally just finished season one this week, so.
1: Ah, rushing up. Yeah. (laughs) So,
2: so far of the locations that you've been to that you can talk about that have aired, um, what's been your favorite?
1: I think, well, I'm going to put that in a couple different categories because I think the one I look forward to the most was Waverly Hills because it was Mm -hmm. always on my bucket list. And I had been invited there several times. I never made it for one reason or the other. And I finally <clears throat> got to go and investigate with the team I love, you know, here on Ghost Hunters. And, you know, you have a full production behind it, and it was just amazing. We were there for a week and uh, incredible, incredible place to investigate. So that was probably the one I look forward to the most. But as probably my favorite investigation, whew, um, I'm going to break it down to the season. Season one would probably be. Pampa, Texas, um, which was, uh, an old hospital we did there and probably, um,
0: I think that was the season finale. Yeah. yeah. I just watched it. So
1: yes, I watched well, it I, yesterday. I, I, yeah. I knocked the wall down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck my head through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pampa, Texas, uh, Texas. And uh, we did one called um, The Mohican Castle, which was in uh, Ohio, which was amazing. Just being here was it was awesome. It was beautiful. But in season two, God, uh, they're so they're all so good. I would say probably Fort Stanton, uh, which was in New Mexico, and probably Alaska. Just because of the evidence we captured, too.
0: I'd like to... I liked, my favorite episode from season one was the, um, and you'll probably find my reasonings strange, or actually, you'll probably get why, um, was the old, original Springs Hotel. Original Springs, yeah, yeah. I loved that one because of the compassion and the empathy that you purposely saw you guys talking about, like, let's not go in there and talk about how they died, let's treat them.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was crazy because Original Springs, people don't realize there's a a, a water source under there that has I, I forget it has less minerals or more minerals than what average water hit has in it by like a thousand percent. So if you supposedly if you drink it, you it, it, it cleanses your body or whatever. So a few of us actually drank it, and I was one of them. Uh, and I tell you what, you felt like you you were. Like about a half hour later, you felt like you were on cloud nine and you're just giggling. And, and I'll never forget we were it was me, my one of my camera ops, Kendall, which is the DP and one of my producers. We were doing a photo shoot in between. Yeah, you know, it was during the day. and We were in the building and we just drank the water like 20 minutes before that. And I'm standing on a staircase and it's, it's probably it's it actually it's the picture you guys use for my flyer. Yeah. That's the picture right there. That was in Mineral Springs. Um, I was standing on the staircase in the attic, and they're taking pictures of me. And they had this big light up at the top of the attic, shooting down on me. And we were standing there, just the three of us. And something walked past the light and and blacked it out. Like it just something just walked past this huge light and blacked it out. And like I'm standing here on the staircase, they're down at the bottom. They're like eyes are getting big, and I'm like I turn around. I'm like <laughs> I was so giddy. I was giggling. <laughs> and That was like. It's a ghost it?
0: <laughs> That's why it hailed people back in the day, though, because they were so happy and giddy that they forgot they weren't supposed to be able to walk.
1: It was it was amazing. <laughs> I w- I was gonna bottle that water. Matter of fact, they used to sell it. I think they had they, they lost their license or something, but they were selling the oh, water wow. where you could you could even order it. And it was it was amazing. It, it just made you so happy and like you're just know, like, hey, oh, it's a ghost, you know, it's just like, it's <laughs> I wish they had that on camera. That
2: <laughs> I think it's funny that no matter how much people do this, when you have an experience, you still get that little school girl or little schoolboy response of, oh, that was so cool, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you drink the water,
1: you forget that you're yeah. supposed to chill a little bit. Linear, yeah, we're know. supposed to be cool now. Yeah, I, we, <laughs> it, 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 it snuck up on us. That water we drank it. And we oh, I don't feel anything. Like a little, like half hour later, we're just like laughing, just oh, it was the dumbest things.
0: That's me is, drinking margaritas. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's
1: <laughs> it drinking. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> you caught a shadow person or a full blown apparition on your body cam? Did you say shadow? Uh,
1: no, it wasn't. I saw it with my own eyes as a shadow person. But when we caught on the body cam, it looked like Casper the ghost. Oh wow! What it, looked like. it was it was the crazy thing. is, I didn't catch it just once. I catch it. I caught it twice. Um, it literally popped out and was about anywhere from eight to ten inches in front of my face, standing there. And it popped back, and then it came out another about eight or ten seconds later. About three foot away from there, and popped out again to see where I was. I think I startled. Yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah. I think it was like just as afraid of us as we were of it, you know. And uh, yeah. I think I startled it, and it startled me, and uh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah.
2: I can't remember who I was even talking to, but you're right about that. I think that sometimes they get as startled seeing us as we do them. It's like, oh. There, there's somebody there, you know, and it's I like the M and M and Santa Claus commercial. I say that all the time and that's exactly the reference I use. They're <laughs> real. He is real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But
1: you, you wonder if they see us as ghosts or so, shadows.
2: Yeah, do they
0: think we're the like mm-hmm. we're the ones that aren't supposed to be here?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you wonder sometimes. You're like you just because some of the interactions you get with them and then the crazy part is, we called it, at the same time that happened. We called an EVP saying, "That's me, that's me," and um, yeah, it was, it was really weird, very strange. It was, it was probably the most compelling moment I've ever had in paranormal, and I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud that we captured that. It was me and Mustafa, um, and uh, it was just amazing.
2: Very, very cool. So I have a question for you. I know from talking to some of the people who've been on the shows before that um, everybody just assumes that doing all this filming and traveling and this lifestyle is super glamorous. (laughs) Um, It's a lot of hard work and it's, it it comes with its drawbacks too. Yeah.
1: uh,
2: I guess (laughs) you want to talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, Yeah. People think it's glamorous, there's no glamour involved. It's 99.9% work and 0.1% glamour. Uh, and the glamour part of it is when you get to wa- actually sit down and watch your episode <laughs> th- six months after you filmed it. And um, right. that's the glamour part of it. People don't realize it's all, it's work. It's hard work. You're on the road. You're flying. from. People don't realize when you're flying, you're, you're, you're getting on one plane, you know, at say six in the morning and you're flying to one location, you gotta catch another plane to fly to another location and you're just playing catch up and you get to you finally get to where you're going, then you gotta drive five hours to get to the place, get your hotel, your beat, and next thing you know, you gotta be up first thing in the morning to go start filming. Um, and that you know, everybody thinks you just go in at night and you start filming. No. We work anywhere if we work a ten hour day, that's a short day for us. Our days are anywhere from twelve to sixteen hours, and that's you know, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of filming interviews. Like you know, you see at the beginning of the show where we do the uh, the tour or the walkthrough with the client. That I've been on, on tours that have taken up to six to eight hours to film. Uh, you're talking a whole day of just that, okay. and then you got all the the client interviews and the eyewitness interviews and. They have to go do B roll, you know, the, the crew and um, and then you're 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 researching and you're doing other stuff at the same time. And then you all of a sudden, you know, it's nighttime and you go into investigation mode where you're investigating as soon as it gets dark from then till almost you are hearing the birds chirp in the morning is when you're <laughs> to your hotel. And then you get four or five hours sleep if you're lucky, because I can't sleep during the day. I'm just one of those people. And yeah you know, time it, to do
2: it all over again
1: yeah it's like it's like having a you know, anybody who's an investigator on here who's listening they know you know what a paranormal hangover is it's like having a paranormal hangover for <coughs> month, months and months <laughs> at a time yeah between you know, the sleep deprivation and you know yeah you know, from flying everywhere you you gotta you gotta think too your body when you're going to some of these locations like one week you might be in the desert. 90 degree weather to 100 degree weather at sea level and then the week after that you're flying to 6,000 feet above sea level and it's 20 degrees you know and that takes wear and tear on your body you're by the time you're 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 done a two or three week or a four week run all you want to do is get home and just crash and just in and try and then all of a sudden it's a week and you're back on the road again
0: it's going to be hard being away from your <laughs> wife and kids and your family and yeah. friends. And then by the time you actually do get home, it's almost, it sounds like by the time you just adjust to being home, it's time to leave
2: again. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah I mean, it's, it's been a you have to of,
2: adjust, I'm assuming and get your sleep schedule back to normal. And
1: yeah, I mean, it was, it was weird. It was crazy because, um, we actually got a break, uh, right after, um, uh, it was right in November. We got a three week break, and that was like, oh my god, we got three weeks off! Are you like we were like, what? We got three weeks. We could do anything we want. <laughs> <laughs> you know? but, and it was it was so it was so amazing. But the crazy part is, you get home for two weeks, and you're like, I'm ready to go back out again. You know, you, you miss you miss the, the team, you missed the crew. Like there, you you got two families now. You got your home <laughs> family, your wife, your kids. Your, husband or kid, whoever and you got that family and then when you go you go back on the road you're like you got this extended family like you know especially with the team we've all become so close and so tight knit and we do everything together you know and yeah you know, we we work together for you know like it's anywhere from 10 to 16 hours a day and then you know if we have any time off we're out in a restaurant eating together you know or, or something of that nature um but uh you know, you're traveling the road together from one location to another, flying or even driving or whatever. And, you know, you, it's like it's this crazy balance. Yeah. You know? But it, 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 you you get used to it after a while. I remember when I first started season one, my first break coming home after a three week shoot. Um, I was like, how in the hell am I going to do this? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you kick into it because like, I got home. I didn't want to do anything. I literally sat on the couch for a week just watching catching up on netflix and because you don't watch any tv when you're out there you're too busy and when you're sitting in your hotel room that's the last thing you want to do is watch tv um (laughs) you know and it's just like it's just it's just a balance it's something you got to learn how to do and i'm a big like freak with working out and stuff i work out six days a week so it's always you gotta find a gym when you're on the road or hopefully the hotel has a decent gym uh, and, yeah uh, me and Brian and, and Mustafa, we work out religiously all the time. So we're always, you know, we'll get right back to the hotel room. We'll pass out for four or five hours. We'll jump up, eat and hit the dip. And then by the time you get back and shower, it's time to go back to work again. So yeah, you're constantly moving.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, maybe get a couple questions from chat. I know you guys have been asking a lot and we're we're seeing them and trying to keep up. Um but I'm going to stop start at this top one cuz I kind of like uh kind of like this question. So Darren's asking what's your favorite tri- trigger object that you can use at multiple locations?
1: Um well multiple I mean you can the bit, the best trigger object is to bring somebody in who is related to the property of some some sort. Like, you'll see where we've done that quite a few times in mm-hmm. the last two seasons uh, with people who either live there. Um, if you watched last week's episode, we were in... Um, in uh, Where were we, we were in? Jeez, I'm trying to remember where we were. <laughs> we were uh, we were in Missouri, and we brought in a, a lady named Sarah who was... Uh, it was a place called The Glen House, and uh, she never lived there, but her great great grandparents, it was their house. And matter of fact, she lives in Florida, I believe, and this place is in Missouri. And she came there to visit, and activity started happening when she left. So we brought her in as a trigger object. We flew her in. Um, she had, you know, and the crazy part is when you look at her great great grandmother, uh, the, the photos of her, she looks identical. Um, really? The only thing different is her hairstyle. And it was so crazy. But we brought her, brought her in. We've done that on many uh, location. We were in Galena, Illinois, where we brought, it was an old marine hospital, and we brought in an old captain. And we used him as a trigger object, um, Captain John. Uh, captain and uh, it, that was amazing because when we brought him in, that, that place, he started using. The old terminology that he used as riverboat captains, um, and he was using that lingo, and the activity kept really, really, it, it really, you know, amped up. So it really worked for us. But we've done that many times. Uh,
2: yeah, definitely. I, I think like using music.
1: Who... What's that?
2: I like using music.
1: Well, we did that in um, where was that? The Antoneum in uh, Indiana. On season one, where we brought in the uh, string quartet, oh yeah, yeah, and that really worked. We were starting to get all kinds of activity happening because the place was kind of, it had all kinds of, um, you know, eyewitness reports and anything, But we were like trying to think, well, why are we getting anything? Uh, you know, the first night investigating, and we were like, okay, so let's what what's happening when they're seeing all this stuff? And a lot of times, they're yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're having you know musicians there or there's plays going on and we're like okay so grant's idea was let's bring in a four string quartet and we did and I mean god it, the, the activity within 10 or 15 minutes it just started picking up all our data recorders were going off tri-field meters were going off we were seeing these shadow figures moving across the balcony um yeah it was pretty crazy
0: I've had pretty good results, too. I'm sorry, Kelly, I cut you off. What were you going to say? About using people no About using people as
2: trigger objects? I don't know. Okay. It was, like, more than 30 seconds ago. I can't remember. All right. Um, <laughs> one
0: of the questions in here was, what are your thoughts on shadow people? What do you think they are?
1: I just think it's... Uh, I think shadow people are just... They're entities, uh, they're human entities, um, that that's the way you're seeing them because they're drawing energy from the room or the, from the, the property or they're not drawing energy, one or the other. And that's the reason you're seeing them in that shadow form. Uh, I think if they're able to draw, and this is theory. Just remember, everything I'm telling you right now is theory. There's no proof of this. There's no solid evidence of this, but uh, it starts, everything on the paranormal starts in a theory. And my theory is that, you know, when you're seeing these shadow anomalies, I like calling them shadow anomalies because they don't always look like people. Um, mm-hmm. So when you're seeing these shadow anomalies, uh, a lot of times, yeah, there's there's nothing for them to feed off of. You're seeing them out of the corner of your eye, or you're seeing them down a dark hallway, you know, in a, an abandoned building that doesn't have any power. Like a, a great example of Waverly Hill. Waverly Hill, you literally can walk through there in the middle of the day and you're seeing the shadow you're darting in and out of rooms. I've never seen anything like it. It's crazy. Um, so, my opinion is that you know, when you're seeing them in that shadow form, it's because they have nothing to feed off of. They're basically just energy that's just moving, and it, it's just energy. But when it has something to feed off of, it can you know, more manifest into maybe an apparition where you're seeing either a half body. Or you know a full body apparition, or you're seeing them in a different you know in a different aspect in that shadow anomaly. I don't think they're any different than any other paranormal. one, just think just the way we see them at certain times. Agreed. Yep.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, here's a quick one. What was your longest invest- investigation?
1: <clears throat> uh, longest investigation would have been um in Clifton, Arizona. Uh, we were there. For over two weeks. Wow. Yeah.
2: So how is it decided how long you're going to stay at a location?
1: Do you it depends know? on how big the location is usually. Um, like Clifton was an entire town. We investigated basically an entire town. Um, of course, we didn't investigate every building. But right. But we investigated the ones where the, the claims were the highest and the most at stake. Uh, where people having problems and... Um, Clifton would definitely be a place that you could, you could go back to, and you could probably spend a month there investigating. You still wouldn't get to every building because it's just you know just the way it's set up. But uh, yeah, uh, it all depends on you know like how big the location is, um, how much time we have, you know, because there are time restraints for some people for you know some of these places. So yeah, that has a lot to do with it as well. Time restraints.
2: So, of all the places that you've been to, kind of a two-part question, um, what place would you love, love to be able to go back to and spend more time at? And have you hit any places that you just, you wouldn't want to go back?
1: Uh, well, the first part of that question would probably be, i got two places I would love to go back to. That'd be Fort Stanton in New Mexico, and uh, I would think the um, the Mohican Castle in Ohio, I think on both those locations, I think we have we we still have a lot we can do there, and we left a lot on the table. And um, I think I would love to go back and pick up where we left off um, in both those locations. Uh, is there a place I would never want to go back to? No, I, there's, I don't think there's any place I would never want to re-investigate and just see just just even see if it's, we get the same evidence or you know something different happens. Uh, yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Very
2: cool.
0: Very cool. Um, I have a question for you. Um, as a as a personal investigator, what is what is it? Either when you started, or it could have changed by now. What are, what are you? What are your goals as a paranormal investigator? Are you trying to prove something to yourself, to other people? Are you trying to help?
1: Um. I would say that my goal and the team's goal, and this is this has pretty much come to fu- fruition in the last se- in, this, in season two, um, is bringing integrity into paranormal again. Nice. Um, yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> right. And there's this big there was this big gap, and we and we watched it for years. I mean, anybody who knows me, I would you know. I, I didn't watch the paranormal shows for a long time. I got, to, yeah. I, I got to this point where I was like, I can't do it. I'm like, I, I'm not going to insult my intelligence. And when we got on this show, that was one of the big things when, we, when I was out in L.A. was integrity. And that's when before I even signed on, I'm like, you yeah, know, this is not going to be hat tricks. We're not going to be, you know, blowing smoke up people's asses, excuse my language. And that's not what I'm about. And when I finally, you know, they, they said, this is not yet this. None of that's going to happen. And then I finally got to meet the team. Uh, when we, you know, we flew out to Florida for the first time. And I saw they were all, were, you know, pretty much in the same mindset as I was. And it was, it was refreshing. And then we built this team and we're at we're, we're now. But it, and our thing is, you know, in the second season, it's become more than just a show to us. It's become a point of us wanting to bring integrity to paranormal and try to take it from pseudo science to a science. I know it's a big leap and there's a yeah you know, there's a, a, a bridge across there, but I think with the new equipment we're bringing to the field that's been used in science, it's not made in somebody's garage, uh, it's not sold on Amazon, you know, it's not especially with this EMCCD camera. Yeah, this type of stuff is what's going to help that. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that we're, the, we're the, the ones that are going to do it, but we want to get it pointing in that direction. I think with what we've been doing in season two and what everybody's seeing, I, I'm seeing a lot of feedback from people out in the field, the people who are in the trenches and doing this every weekend. I'm seeing them you know, really kind of you know, grasping onto what we're doing and really liking it and trying our techniques. And trying to get a hold of some of this equipment that we're using to embedder you know their selves as investigators which is very impressive and i'm very proud to be a part of that
0: i can't speak for season two but i can on season one i found it to be res- very responsible television very smart caring um i also promised somebody i would behave tonight and not talk badly about other tv shows um, <laughs> but I like the approach, and I hope that the younger generation looks to this as a guideline instead of some other shows that are out there that I, I feel it just don't go about it in the same way.
2: Well, yeah. and I think that that's why I was so glad to see the show was coming back Me too. because it's like. We, we need to get away from the the showboating shows, you know, mm-hmm. and get back to, to the reality of what paranormal investigating is. And that's, I think, exactly what you guys are doing. And the, to bring that focus back, you know, kind of where it started is, is needed.
1: Yeah, I think it is. It, it, it's something that's been missing for a while in the field. And Long said, while. Yeah, it, it's like it was going in circles. And just spending spend, it's the same old thing week in, week out. And uh I and I think it's refreshing. It's refreshing for people to see it being done differently and being done with some passion and you could tell we really, you know, we love what we're doing and everything we're putting into it. And uh I think that that it's starting to show to people, and they're starting to see that.
0: I I just hope the new the younger ones that are just coming into it now. Look at this as more of a guideline than some of the others because I personally think you need more respect, compassion,
2: um, empathy
0: when you're doing these locations. You're dealing with real
2: people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's going to help those of us that have been in the field for a long time. As a reminder. Well, not just the reminder, but also, I mean, we were kind of getting pushed to the background because we're and I'm not saying ghost hunters is boring. Don't take this this way, but we're more boring than the sensational look at, Oh, I'm I'm possessed and all of this, you know I mean? And so we're, we're kind of got this whole, you just go over there. We're going to pay attention to the, the showboat people. And you know, we need someone to step back up there and say, Hey, this is the reality. This is what needs to pay attention to. This is where the respect belongs. And, yeah. Yeah. So you got my support, 100. percent
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, and I, and that you're definitely 100 percent right. You know, there are times. But the the great part about our show is you don't get to see the boring stuff. It. <laughs> it, it uh, you don't get to see the hours and hours that we are not capturing things. Right. Uh, you got 42, 43 minutes if you're lucky to fit a week's worth of investigating into that, and you're seeing the excitement, and you're seeing the. The, the thrills and the evidence we're capturing and the the jump scares and things of like that and it's really it's it's really it's like the original show but on steroids it's been turned up to 11 an 11 and that's what I love so much about it. it's it's different it's completely different but the same at the same time because there's integrity there and it's being done right I think so
0: and I thank you well,
2: guys what you said. Yeah, and what you said is a great example, and, and the truth. I mean, you've said yourself, you guys will go out and spend a week on site, and it's yeah. narrowed down to forty-three minutes. You know, that's reality. That's that's just yeah. kind of the way it goes. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much you guys do not see, um, and there's, so <laughs> much, there's a lot of great evidence you guys don't see either. It just doesn't make it because you don't have time for it. Uh, unfortunately, they could hold. They could make a whole two or three seasons just off the evidence alone that we have not used in the show. And some of the evidence is mind-blowing and amazing, but it just doesn't it doesn't make the cut. Yeah.
0: How hard is it not talking about an episode that
1: hasn't aired yet? <laughs> like
0: you get something awesome that happens at Waverly, you can't talk about it yet. Do so you just like yeah. wait until it airs and then you're like, yes.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm used to that now. It was kind of hard in the beginning. I, I'm kind of used to it now. I'm like, I'm numb to it. Um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to get to see the episodes before they air. And I already know yeah, what's in store for everybody. So Because usually yeah, what we do is when the episode's airing, we're actually live tweeting. And uh, we're engaging with the audience who are watching it. And uh, we really can't watch it. It's on in front of us because we're kind of following along. Listening to it while we're talking to people on, on Twitter, but um, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. Like I would love to tell you everything about Waverly right now. Like, i <laughs> uh, there's so many great parts that I totally forgot about, and I when I rewatched it, when I watched it yesterday, I was like, oh my god, I forgot that happened. Oh my god, I forgot we captured that. Oh yeah, what about that? You know, like just, it's like it just, it's sensory overload, and uh, it's 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 fun to do though. It's fun to watch
2: that's great
0: um our hour is already up so i'm trying to find um there was one more there's a lot more questions we didn't get to but we would be here until 11 o'clock at night if we asked every single one of these questions
2: (laughs) um well while while you're looking through things daryl did you want an opportunity to just kind of let everybody know where they can find you and what you have coming up
1: yeah yeah absolutely guys um For one thing, I want to tell you, I've got some events coming up here. If you guys are in the area and you're interested, uh, you want to get back out and start doing some ghost hunting. So June 6th, I'm going to be at the Exchange Hotel in Gordonsville, Virginia. Uh, It's an event. It's a meet and greet uh, and an investigation as well after the meet and greet. And also June 13th and 14th, I'll be at Applewood uh, Colonial B&B in Williamsburg, Virginia. So two dates there, 13th and 14th of June. Also, a meet and greet and investigation. And on July seventeenth and eighteenth, I'll be at Hallman Mansion in um, in Pennsylvania. And so that's also a two day event. Once again, meet and greet, and investigation, and uh, you can come find me on all my social media accounts: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I've just started a new Patreon account, uh, so you want to see behind the scenes investigation uh, parts of my daily life. Uh, what I do and the things I do and just behind the scenes stuff, type stuff, uh, go check me out check me out on Patreon, uh, it's a good time you can see things that no one else sees
0: I will um, I've shared almost everything except the Patreon so before, I'll write it down and I'll share it later for you too um, okay. alright, two more quick questions yeah what is your bucket list that you haven't been to yet?
1: Um, I've got a Two that I—I oh, I got one in the states and one outside the states. In the states, Tombstone, Arizona, which I'm supposed to go to at some point here um, this year. Actually, I was there. I drove past it when we were in Arizona filming, and I didn't get a chance to stop. And if I went over to Europe, I would love to go to uh, Dracula's castle. Nice.
2: It's for sale
1: right now. You could yeah. just buy it. Sixty-six really? million.
2: Sixty-six million dollars. I saw I'll that. Have to change again.
1: Let me check my account
2: real quick. Yeah. Now, because I told you the secret that it's for sale, I mean, if you do buy it, I, I want to come visit. So. Oh yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'll charge you right.
1: Yeah, there. See, All right. there you
0: go. Um, and Darren, Buss said thank you for the advice on the equipment, and he just also would like to know if you have any advice for him because he is starting up the um, his new team.
1: Well, yeah, he's welcome. Um, Any advice? Um, Just, uh, uh, well, big advice is one thing you remember when you're starting a new team, people are going to come and people are going to go. And just, you know, go in with integrity when you're investigating and be, you know, very um, notable of what's going on around you at all times. And a lot of times when you're doing investigations, don't always rely on equipment. Rely on yourself. Um, rely on your own feelings and your own intuitions, and and um, that'll get you far in this field. And uh, it's not always about the equipment, guys. That is right. Thank you so much for saying that.
0: Yeah, no yeah. worries. I am. Um, I agree. I am leaving chat for a second while we talk. Um, so, Kelly, where? What's your next thing? We're running out of time, but I want to oh, get. Oh um, man.
2: Do you know? Yeah, so uh, quarantine has honestly cut a lot of my events. So my next event is going to be the Summer Solstice event at Cambry House. Um, And then uh, I think the the next thing after that might be Gettysburg. I'll be at Gettysburg Bash, too. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, yay. Well, good to meet you. Good
0: to see
1: you.
0: Yeah, Battle for the
1: Bash, yeah. Yes,
0: that's awesome. Dar Darren wants to know if there's going to be a part two for you to be on the show,
1: Shays. Yeah, I'm always I'm always open to be on the, yeah the show, absolutely.
0: Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I let's see where I will be on um Storming the Unknown Monday on Paranormal Warehouse with Ashley. Oh,
1: nice Ashley Storm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Great show. Great network. Uh yeah, people don't know either. I mean, uh, I'm a co owner of Paramount Warehouse and we are currently looking for uh for new uh live streams and podcasts and YouTube series. So um if anybody's interested, they can always message me. Um and I will set up a, a meeting with whoever it is and uh interview them.
0: Nice. Awesome. You guys heard that. Um I still can't find the what I was looking for. I, I, like I said before the show, I'm painting and stuff. And so I lost all my information that I was supposed to say tonight. Oh, no. I am bad. But that's okay. Um, I'll do it after. And I will make sure I share your new Patreon page. Um, thank you so, so much for being here. Kelly, you want to do a quick last shout and to anybody I missed?
2: Um... So I'll kind of scroll through here quick. We've got Matt, Mama Deb, Shay, Darren. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling fast.
1: So. Yep. And guys, um, next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Waverly- Hills, Hunter. Waverly Hills. Yeah, at Waverly Hills. Season finale. It's just super fun place. I can't wait to see it.
0: I might have to skip the rest and watch that one and then go back and watch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. I, I have the Beholder, Kim. Uh, Freddie was in there for a little bit. Um, Janice. I didn't get to say her earlier. Yep, again, Janice.
0: I think I got Let's everybody else. Super fast. I think that's everybody. Between I think you I and said I, I think A was everybody. in there earlier, so I think I got everybody. Okay, guys. Next week, um, we're going to finish our Mad May off um, with our Paranormal Drinking Games. Uh-huh. Um. We, we, this is why we, I could squeeze you in we're just having fun trying to entertain people this <laughs> because month because we needed a week
2: soaker oh no I'm kidding uh, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I will not be drinking I'm just going to tell you what I found on the internet non-investigating um, these are home games you play they're not you don't drink while you're investigating guys so no. yep. never But It's um, against the rules yes All right, guys. Thank you very much. We will see you next Friday.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, Daryl.
1: Oh, thank you guys for having me. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family